0: Welcome to Brunch with Billionaires with your host, Tamara Lurr Forbes top 11 most powerful leaders.
1: The name Oprah Winfrey is one that stands out and completely radiates a special kind of magic. I mean, we all know her as the American television personality, and she's clocked up so many careers over the years, from an actress to an entrepreneur to a philanthropist. She really has had a remarkable life and career, becoming one of the wealthiest women and billionaires of our times, and of course, very influential. Now, she became well known, as we all know, starting her iconic show in 1986, The Oprah Winfrey Show. Throughout its 25-year run, she featured a lot of different topics and covered a lot of topics, from family relationships, beauty, charity, but most importantly, she has this unique ability to inspire people. And of course, as Oprah's fame grew, so did her wealth. She's currently valued at $2.5 billion. But not only has Oprah achieved great success in her career, but she's also worked very hard to give back to society around a lot of topics, particularly focusing on initiatives in education, diversity, and of course, giving. Today, she continues to use her powerful influence to uplift and bring the best out of everyone around the world, regardless of whether she's face to face with them, including myself and Elton. So what is it about Oprah's human design that makes a poor black girl born on January 29 in 1954 in Mississippi a global inspiration to thousands of people around the world? You are not going to want to miss this episode where we uncover her traits and how you can channel them to create your own prosperity and purpose. So my dear friend Elton, it was so great to spend some time with you in LA. We're here again talking billionaires. Yes. Now today is one of our favorite people, correct?
0: Oh, big time for so many reasons. And we are doing, I'll let you, I'll let you name this person. I'll let you say the name.
1: Let's say it together. One, two, three. Oprah. Oprah I was going to say it bigger Oprah, way. Oprah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, that's our girl. And Oprah, I think that I love her story because for me, I love my billionaires that started from the bottom you know, that started from scratch. Like Oprah, if you don't know her history, she grew up in rural Mississippi, the time of like civil rights and segregation. So she had all the chips stacked against her from her race being a black woman to being a woman, to being born poor, to being raised by a single parent, like all these chips are stacked against her. And so if Oprah can learn and understand and just decide and just unlock her soul's potential, You know, I think her story is so powerful because anybody can do it.
1: Mm. And you know what's really beautiful about what I love about Oprah and something that for me really helped me in my space as well. So as a businesswoman, when I started, the first thing that I did is I thought I needed to pretend to be a man in business and, you know, show up in the suits and make sure that I was always, you know, talking their language and all that sort of stuff. Deep down, you know me, I'm highly spiritual, highly creative, and I thought that those things were weaknesses. What I really admired in Oprah and took um, from her, many things, but as I was a young entrepreneur in my 20s, was her ability to not give a shit and be herself. So she talks openly about spirituality around your purpose, around your inner journey, and shares that with people, which is part of the reason, I think, of many reasons why she's so popular. And she also is very happy to say, I made a mistake, but this is a journey, not a destination. And it's not about perfectionism, which, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs are control freaks, they're perfectionists. And that is basook, uh, you know, which is extreme excess, constantly striving for perfection, all of those things. And she is the ultimate epiphany of Basal, which is ethical, moral, of good intent. She is so well known for her values and loved for her moral compass, uh, while doing well by people and planet. And I think if there was ever a word to sum her up, it would be Basal. Today, we're gonna talk about human design and take some lessons and do a deep dive. Now, you're the human design expert. Uh, So I can't wait for you to show us what channels she has, what gates she has, what she's unlocked to become a billionaire out of adversity um, and with her background to be able to step into that space. Because if we can learn from what she's been able to achieve and unlock in her human design, I think there's lessons in there for all of us.
0: Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I love that you brought up Oprah's spiritual journey because When you think about it, she's definitely basal. Like even her, one of her biggest platforms are Super Soul Sundays. So she spends her Sundays to talk about the soul and what we can all uncover in each and every one of our souls. So uh, I think that's basal all the way. You know, Mm I see a little Oprah vibe in you. When we talk, when we met. (laughs) Thank you. That's the
1: best compliment I've ever had. (laughs) (laughs) I think there's a bit of Oprah in all of us, which is why she's so popular. She's able to take us to that place and really give us a sense of belonging and connectedness with her. So what is it about her that makes her so appealing and brings out the best in people? Because the planet needs more Oprahs right now.
0: Big time, big time when you say that word, the planet needs more Oprahs, it's interesting because I want to ask everybody, what do you want your name to be synonymous with? Think about it. Like the fact that you can say we need more Oprahs, then what What does that make us think in our heads? We think of heart-centered leaders. We think of people that know how to communicate. We think of people that light up the room and light up the world. We think of all these different beautiful things. And so for me, I would love for somebody say we need more Elton's in the world, or we need more tomorrow's in the world or whatever your name is to the people that are listening. Uh, so just start thinking about how you can start unlocking just your, not just your inner Oprah, but also like just your inner power and your inner, your inner light.
1: Mm. Cause we all have gates and we all have light. We're all born with light. And that's the interesting thing is that you never lose your seed of potentiality it doesn't matter what you've been through, you never lose that. You're born with that. And she was able to tap into that without any of the hangups and excuses as to why she couldn't. So let's have a look at her human design so that you can also take that journey and tap into your seed of potentiality, which is there in every single one of us.
0: Yes. So I'm pulling up her chart now. I
1: can't wait to see it.
0: I've seen it a million times before, but I wanted to put it up live and on
1: camera. Everyone yeah, listening, hasn't? <laughs>
0: <laughs> the first things first, I have uh, this on my website. So one of the things I've done since we last talked and met is that I got human design charts on my website, EltonAndersonJr.com. So if you're listening and you want to pull up your chart, You can get it, pull it up, enter in your information. You can download it. It's one stop shop, you know. Trying to elevate. To
1: see what you know, if you have anything similar too, like comparing your chart to Oprah, and there might be some interesting things there that show you why you resonate with her around certain things that she does as well. Because no doubt there'll be people who have similar um, gates as well.
0: Oh yes, it's it's one very important one that I am so excited about, and it's it's like we're gonna get into it.
1: <laughs> no, I'm gonna be quiet. Tell me everything about Oprah's magic.
0: <laughs> All right, so the first thing that we're going to get into is that you know whenever I talk to somebody about human design, we always talk about what is your type and type is basically what's your aura what's the energy pattern that you have when you walk into a room and there's five different types. And today is going to be, it looks like it's going to be a generator-focused episode because both Tamara and I are both generators, and so is Oprah. And what does it mean to be a generator? So remember, we have generators, manifestors, manifesting generators, projected reflectors. Generators make up the biggest, pretty much the biggest population. We're about 35% of the population, uh, and the next 35% of the people are manifesting generators, which are a hybrid, but to be a generator. So basically you are the life force of the planet. So we're the builders, we're the alchemists. When you think about the aura of a generator, um, if you're listening, it means that your aura is open and enveloping. The beautiful part about being a generator is that life should be absolutely easy. I like to say that for generators, our theme is satisfaction guaranteed. Because you are meant to be lit up by the work that you do, because you are ultimately the only type that is meant to work. Generators have a sacral chakra that's defined. And when you have a defined sacral chakra, that's the center for creativity, the, the, the center for work, the center for our instincts and our intuition it's, it's also the center for sexuality and reproduction, but most importantly, it's the center that turns us into walking, talking magnets.
1: Hell yeah. All right?
0: <laughs> so just like Oprah and just like Tamara, and just like myself, if you're a generator, you have a signature of magnetism. So we know one of the big buzz, buzzwords of the day is manifestation. I'm a manifester. I wanna manifest, manifest, manifest. That's fine. I like to tell people to take a step back from that word and realize it could be a lot easier. And the reason why it's a lot easier is because as a generator, your aura is open. And what it is, is it's letting and allowing the things that are meant for you to show up. Mm -hmm. So the thing that I think works the best is to really learn how to cleanse your aura. So you know how people always talk about protecting your energy? Mm Mm-hmm. Oprah's big on that imagine Oprah doesn't let anybody in her space in her aura that doesn't have good energy
1: mm-hmm. and anything else she's not affected by
0: I would say the biggest lesson we could take from Oprah is to really really understand that your your aura that that six feet space around you it's just imagine close your eyes and imagine there's a six feet of space around you and this is your space this is your sovereignty. It's your planet. Just don't allow those negative things in there. And that's not just people. It's not just food. It's not just locations. It's it's energy. It's it's thoughts. It's music. It's podcasts that may be low vibrational. All those things can really like get to us. So I want to make a chance like our first step in understanding how to be a little bit more Oprah-ish would be to definitely learn how to protect that beautiful sacral energy. Because it's always attracting things like that's the thing about the law of attraction. We have to really realize is that you're not repelling anything. You're not pushing anything away. If you have these thoughts that are negative, you're going to attract the the manifestations of those thoughts. If you say all guys are dogs, then it's going to be woof woof at your (laughs) house every day and on your phone because you have told the universe that all guys are dogs, you know? Mm -hmm. And I would say step one is be very mindful of that type of energy. So how does that show up in your life tomorrow? It looks like you got a good handle on, uh, on that energy space.
1: Well, it's interesting because a lot of people say, my gosh, you're so lucky and things just land in your lap. But what I'm hearing from you is that, you know, through gut intuition, through being very in tune with my energy and what I'm attracting and calling in, Uh, And having a process and discipline to be able to filter that of who gets into that that space that you talk about, the sacred space. When I look at the times that I was out of alignment and things weren't going so well, it was because those things were down and I wasn't listening to Mm -hmm. my gut. I was doing perhaps what was better by my head or by my ego. And, you know, I was letting people into my um, area who I would have known energetically weren't a fit, but at the time, they seemed like they had an opportunity. They, they never last, those sorts of things. Um, yeah. They always end up eroding. So when I've become very clear on my values and the values of others and doing energy readings and being able to say no with no other excuse other than it just doesn't feel right and my gut says no and being ah. so okay with that. And having business partners, like, you you know, my beautiful business partner, Natalie, she will say to me, my gut says, no, I don't know why. And we don't even need to go any further. I don't question her. She doesn't question me because she knows that we're in our zone and we're attracting exactly what we need and we're repelling what we don't. So I think the ability to be able to do that as an entrepreneur has really, uh, you know, accelerated my growth. And other people think it's luck, but it's not. I think it's intuition. I think it's the, you know, the ability to attract these things as a magnet, but know which ones to push away and which ones to bring in closer.
0: That was so powerful, Tamara. Your gut is enough. That is, that is, that is, if more people took that approach to life, your own energy and and we're going to get into oprah's authority but i'm so happy you shared that because that is what we're going to next actually is like everybody has an inner authority Mm -hmm. and that inner authority if you hear nothing else from this podcast uh for this conversation um just understand that your authority is enough and so oprah let's get back to her wonderful breakdown No, Tamara but Oprah, she has an emotional authority. Where and does what that you're come gonna-
1: from? Explain to me in the picture of the gates. So you, you, the manifesto oh, yeah. is that versus where are we going? Just so that people understand the chart and how you're reading it so that they can read their own.
0: Oh, awesome. So yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, it would be really great to pick up, have your own chart open. Like this it's really fun. It could be like a, uh, you know, a follow along type of, type of thing. So what happens is in human design, much like the Hindu chakra system, we have nine different centers. In, in the chakra system, there's seven, but in human design, there's nine. And the two added are two very powerful ones. One is the spleen, and the second is the identity center. So when I'm looking at a chart, and when you're looking at your chart, you'll see a variety of shapes. And these are going to be the big nine centers. You'll see two at the head, look like triangles. You'll see one right under that. That's a square. That's the throat. That's going to be very important. Very, very important. Um, Then you have the identity center, which is the diamond in the middle. This is the seat of the soul. Then right under that, you have the sacral chakra, which makes us generators. If you're a manifest or a projector, you won't see that defined. And we're going to talk about what definition and undefined means as well. And then on the left and the right, you have the spleen and the sacral and at the very bottom, you have the root chakra and that's a quick and dirty. However, <laughs> what you'll find is that there will be some centers on your chart that are colored in. And the ones that are colored in, it just means that they are defined. Now, what does definition mean? Definition means that the energy in those centers that are colored in, that energy is consistent. So, when you walk into a room, people are feeling this sacral chakra energy. They're like, ooh, it's something about Tamar that's like, draw me into her. Oh, what is it? It's your sacral chakra. If people feel a sense of authority in your voice and you have a divine throat, it's like, oh, it's her It's her voice that is commanding me. It's pulling me in, it's doing all that. So these are the things, these are the energetic, uh, I would say, patterns that we can feel from people because it's consistent in each and every one of us now if you looking at your chart now some of those shapes some of those centers that are not colored in they're white they may have numbers in them but ultimately there's no color within that center that means it's undefined so it's really simple defined colored in undefined not colored in really simple
1: people who run around trying to copy other people which is a common trait in entrepreneurship, um, which I love that you've got an E cup for Elton and entrepreneurship. But what I think is interesting is that a lot of people are running around trying to be somebody else because they've seen that it works for them. So they copy it. Uh, And, you know, which I think is really dangerous because it never works unless they have almost exactly the same uh, human design chart. It's not going to work. So you're better off looking at what your chart is and not trying to be Oprah, but instead going, oh, I can relate to Oprah because I also have the same authority. So she's got the generator defined and she's also she's a, got the authority. Is that right?
0: So, yeah, Oprah's uh, a generator, which means she has a defined sacral.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: her authority is actually her solar plexus, which is all about the emotions.
1: Mm. And I want to break effort. down
0: really. <laughs> I want to break down really quickly what that means. So the thing that makes your generator is the defined sacral, but your authority can change when you have a defined emotional solar plexus because our emotions are the strongest energy in our bodies because our emotional center serves as both a motor, which is what the what that sacral chakra is, it's a motor. It's like, I'm going to work, 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 work. But it also serves as an awareness center. So to be emotionally aware, to be emotionally intelligent, to be um, emotionally healthy is directly attached to your financial wealth. It's insane. So when you look at somebody with an emotional authority, and that's going to be about 49% of the population. So one in every two people that are listening to this podcast will typically have an emotional definition. And that means it's going to be colored in. And so what happens with people with an emotional authority, if you're listening to this, is that you have to wait for clarity because emotions come in waves. And if you try to make a decision in that emotional wave, it will possibly, probably and usually lead in some type of disaster it'll leave you frustrated. It will leave you angry and it will leave you not operating as yourself. So it is so important. And I think that's what Oprah has ultimately managed and mastered is her emotional solar plexus, which is her authority. And so every decision you make is just simply based on how you feel.
1: Mm. I totally understand that. And I also think that's probably where her empathy comes from her ability to be able to get to the core emotion and people trust her and can share things with her, even when they're on a couch and they know that's going out to tens of millions of people. She's Mm -hmm. able to tap into those emotions very quickly because she has that emotional intelligence And I know that a lot of people listening to this podcast are probably here because they saw brunch with billionaires and they're wanting to be a billionaire and they're thinking it's all about um, your intelligence as far as academic. And we're really here to say to you, that's nice and everything. Great. That paper cost you a lot of money and it's important to have a level of academic. But the emotional side of being in business is really the X factor. Uh, So that's the magic and that's the stuff that creates billionaires. And there's not a billionaire on the planet that hasn't been able to, whether subconsciously or consciously, tap into their human design in order to reach that next pivotal milestone. So, you know, I think with her, she's been able to do that fairly quickly. She's learnt from those lessons if she had them early and she's Mm -hmm. been able to make sure that she's making those decisions in an emotional state that elevates
0: results with that. Oh, a hundred percent. And I want to just add on to it as well, because when you look at the emotional center, which is the solar plexus, think about the word solar. It's the, it's our sun. It's our internal sun and everything in our little solar system literally orbits the sun. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? So that's why these emotions, this solar plexus center is so pivotal to honestly, everything, I'm going to push what you just said and and really expand on how important this is. So, when you look at the different gates within our solar plexus, there's seven gates. Each one of them has an emotional frequency to them. So, our, our emotions have frequencies. Everything in the world is energy, frequency, and vibrations. And so, those frequencies look like waves. So, for instance, uh, if you have a tribal wave, like the 49, the 6, or the 37. If you look in your chart and you see one of those gates, you have a wave that ratchets up. So it literally looks like a stock chart. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. If you look at the emotional waves, I, I t- they look like Tesla. They look like Coca-Cola <laughs> stock. They look like all the stocks because our whole economy capitalism is based around the way we feel about the economy. So when the stocks go up, people are feeling good, everybody's emotionally happy, everything's great. And then all of a sudden, something crazy happens out in the sphere and it plummets. And that's what our emotions do. And our money follows our emotions. So when you're thinking about this billionaire energy, this billionaire frequency, if you learn how to master your emotions, and understand that they do come in waves, you'll be able to master your money way easier.
1: Mm, I love that. So what other gates are really um, pivotal or critical for why she's been so successful? So those are the two. She speaks with authority. Yep. Uh, she manages her emotions, and she knows how to be emotionally intelligent and tap into that. And she's a generator. So she's attracting all the things that she all needs. The yep. All the time. All the time. All the time. So I mean it's a pretty pretty powerful combo. Right. Is there anything well, yeah. else that this woman was born with?
0: Yeah, yeah, there's two there's two particular things I want to tap on with Oprah that are very important. So remember we talked about defined. What mm-hmm. is it if a gate is defined? What does that mean again just for the audience?
1: That means that you are in your space that is you. If it's undefined, you don't have it, correct?
0: Well, if it's undefined as inconsistent and if it's defined as consistent, it's just consistent energy. Okay. So this is a very interesting thing with Oprah. She has an undefined throat chakra and an undefined heart center, which is all about the ego and willpower, right? It's very I wish you guys I hope you guys are watching this so you can see tomorrow's face. <laughs> The throat went
1: through me because she's such a master of speaking and communicating and Uh articulate. And okay, now I'm perplexed. I'm
0: going to break this down. This This is why this is so beautiful and so important. So when you think of somebody with an undefined throat center, the throat center, remember, is all about communication and manifestation. So all of our energy is trying to work its way up to the throat to be expressed out. It's almost like a train station and all the trains are trying to get to this one place where everybody can go and move <laughs> grand central station. If you're from New York. Um, so what happens is somebody who has an undefined throat, you want to know some popular people that have undefined throat centers. Yeah. I'll give you a few. Um, Lady Gaga has a completely undefined throat center. What? Uh, Celine Dion has a completely undefined throat center. Barack Obama has an undefined throat. I was throat
1: just center. about to say Obama. That's crazy. And Oprah, some and of the Oprah best communicators, Winfrey, and some of
0: the best communicators. And that's the thing. The beautiful part about people with undefined throats is that there's so much wisdom in the places that you have open centers. So if you're looking at your human design chart, any center that's open, that means that you have wisdom there. So with Oprah, she has so much wisdom on what to say and when to say it. And also somebody with an undefined throat, they are a voice for the voiceless. So with me, somebody like myself, I have a defined throat and I'm going to talk. I'm going to speak from my point of view. I'm going to say how I feel, but with somebody like an Oprah and Obama, even a Lady Gaga, think about it. Lady Gaga is a champion for so many Uh, of the LGBT community she's she's one of the biggest allies I've ever seen in my life Mm -hmm. and she is a voice for the voiceless so that is that is a really beautiful part of people that carry this trait so if you have an undefined throat it doesn't mean you can't manifest or communicate or you won't be able to talk what it means is that your voice is a treasure that is used best when it's for the greater good
1: I love that. And it explains so much about these people and why they don't have it because Mm -hmm. it's actually not about them. Would you also say that a lot of those people like Oprah don't have the ego part, which is the heart? Yes.
0: Yes. That's another, another important point. Oprah has an undefined ego and not only is it undefined, but if you notice, there are no gates that are lit up or activated in her ego center. And Ego Center is all about heart. It's like when you think of heart, think about the heart that somebody's on like the soccer field and they're like playing till they can't play anymore. That's the kind of heart we're talking about. So it's that willpower, it's that competitive spirit. So people that have a defined heart, which is going to be like another like 47% of the population, myself included, we, we tend to love the thrill of being the player in this big game of life.
1: We a love lot of like, entrepreneurs I, would have that. I mean, yes. Yeah, so
0: oh, you know, big I'm time. in that
1: top one percent of entrepreneurs, and there's a lot of egos. It's <laughs> a,
0: it's, a, it's it's literally a called lot the of competition Ego going on at that,
1: that level.
0: Oh, baby. So the gates, there are all about control. They're about uh, what makes business contracts like. So think about those things. Like that's that's the energy in this center. This is the center for capitalism, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm when somebody has it undefined, let alone completely open, like Oprah does, they in the game of life, they're more of the coaches. Mm. So people with an undefined ego really make really good life coaches. Um, Oftentimes, like maybe even matchmakers, but they serve better as guides. So like, if you're like Oprah with the undefined or open ego center, all that means for you is that take a seat back, everybody else can go compete and <laughs> play against each other in this game of life. Even when it comes to business, you notice how Oprah doesn't, she doesn't compete with anybody. She's famously known when she was hosting her talk show, she was famously known not to look at the ratings of other people like the Donna Hughes and the Sally Jesse Raphaels. She's famously known for not looking at that. And that is her operating and her design because if you have an undefined ego center, You have to understand that your worth is not attached to any number, not how much you weigh, not how much is in your bank account, not how tall you are. No number defines your worth. Your worth is defined by you and the value that you give to the world. Mm -hmm. And that's a a true signature of Oprah is that she knows her worth and (laughs) clearly it's in the billions, (laughs) And she didn't let it define her in any part of her life when she wasn't worth a billion. She was only making $23,000 a year as a local reporter. So um, two things.
1: Money money wouldn't be one of her core values. I mean, it's not one of them. Because, you know, it's all about serving. So if you show up and serve, which is really interesting because everyone always says that to me, why do you always do the opposite of what everybody else does? And that's because I don't compare myself to them. So I'm not in that rat race. And I'm also looking at, you know, what is, and I'm listening, what are they actually wanting? How can I help? And when you show up and serve, you never need to sell. It automatically sells itself, whatever it is that you are offering. And I've just always found that. I'm always in service, always. Um, I never say no to any female entrepreneur who says to me, can I have time with you? you know, to have a mentoring session, because if you just show up and serve, everything else seems to come to you that you are openly wanting to receive and the energy that you're putting out there. And I know that sounds extremely woo woo, but that's been my whole definition for business success. And there's not a lot of people doing that around me. They're all looking at market conditions and, you know, um, their competitor analysis and all that sort of stuff the scarcity around that, the competition around that. Whereas I'm like, there's an abundance. There might not even be a market. Let's create a market. So Mm. what I love about Oprah as well is that if you were to ask her, what is your career? She doesn't answer that. She says, I'm all sorts of things. I'm whatever I need to be in that moment when I'm in service. She's an actress. She is a media um, outlet like a huge media mongrel she's she's so many things she's a writer Uh she's done so many things in her career she's a philanthropist but she doesn't define herself by any of those now does that come under the fact that that gate is undefined or that that center is undefined the ego one or is that a separate part of her chart where does that oh, be
0: oh all, all day could- i
1: think- do everything and just show up and just does what, and becomes who she needs to become in that moment.
0: That's a great question. And I want to just highlight really quick that you as well have a completely open ego center, like Oprah, completely open. There's no gates activated and you are operating your design. And you also have an undefined throat, just like Oprah, your throat center is best used as a voice for the voiceless. So I'm it's it's like blowing my mind cuz I'm looking at your chart next to Oprah's chart and those two things are most certainly I think influential on why you guys have experienced so much success but that success comes purely from your soul. And I think that the people that are listening Like, for instance, like myself, I I have a defined ego and I got a defined throat. (laughs) So does that mean I won't be able to have success and be a millionaire? Not at all. But I have to learn and everybody that's listening, just because you don't have these traits of Oprah and Tamara does not mean that you can't experience success. This is about alignment. We talked about alignment. Me and Tamara talk about alignment all the time. And this is all it's about. It is about being aligned. So it can be everything in your chart. I want everybody to know everything in your chart is a superpower. Everything mm. there, there is a gift to every part of your chart. So the next thing we don't want to do is compare ourselves to anybody else.
1: No, I'm doing billionaires this. in every part of that chart. Like creative. every part. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Every
0: part of your chart, there is a billionaire in there. It's about being aligned to who you are and being aligned to, I think, tomorrow's magic word, which is the values. Mm. And the biggest thing is to understand the value of yourself and your heart and what you're meant to do and your gift to this world.
1: What I love about that is that once you know and you're aware that you might have that ego, then, you know, watching yourself. <laughs> And being mindful of that as success and power, power is not really a thing, by the way, but as perceived power and all those things are granted to you and you start to have success, just being mindful to know that is this ego or is this intent for why I've been put on the planet? Is this driving my purpose from why I'm here? Or is this simply to accumulate more things and to be you know, the center of the party and, you know, all of that sort of stuff, because that's basal versus Basuk. So I think a lot of these things drive people to success and there's nothing wrong with them. It's how you harness them and how you utilize them in order to make a positive impact while you're on this planet, because those other things, you can't take them with you. They're fun for a little while, but it certainly doesn't fill your soul with happiness.
0: Oh, not at all. And i before We kind of like, I know we're kind of coming to a close. We want to keep these kind of short. There's one last thing I want to bring up um, Mm -hmm. that I've seen in Oprah's chart.
1: I could talk about
0: Oprah all day. Oh, oh, me too. So I'm like, this could be a whole Oprah week. The two things, I want to go back to the open centers really quick. Then I want to get to the last thing, um, which is about communication. But when you see with the open centers, just remember, everybody that's listening, it's about wisdom An amplification. So the two things that happen when you have an open center, and again, you should be looking at your charts, looking at what you have open, is number one: these open centers, they have the most; they they are most in danger of being deep conditioned, being conditioned. So if you have an open, if you have an open throat, and you're conditioned to think that you can't use your voice, they're scared to be heard. And that conditioning when you're younger can be very dangerous to when you're growing up. The same thing if you have an open ego center and you think that your worth is based on something else outside of you. You let other people define your worth. That is such a thing that you have to worry about and be very mindful of if you have these places open. But on the good end is that these are places for amplification. And so what you'll notice with Oprah, as well as Tamara, is that they pull the best out of everybody. Think about it. I talk so much better. I speak so much better when I'm talking to Tamara. I'm like, how do I even know how to put this sentence together? I'm like, what's going on? That's because (laughs) Tamara's (laughs) energy is amplifying what I have to say because, just energetically, that's the thing I really want people to understand. Energetically, this works so well and so when you're in business, it is good to have somebody who because your business partner Natalie Natalie has a def- definition in her throat And so when you guys communicate, there's so much harmony in that you get what I'm saying so human design isn't just used to know yourself better but you can use it as a as a bit of a a, a tool a cheat code even to understand who you do well with in business. So think about that very, very well. And another trait of Oprah that um, I wanna talk about the amplification part is, if you looked at Oprah, right? Oprah launched the careers of so many people. Dr. Phil was a guest on her show several times. Dr. Oz was a guest on her show several times. Nate Berkus, the interior designer, on her show. Rachel Ray, the cooking uh woman, Ayana Michael Van Zan. One
1: of my favorite
0: Ex- Michael Beck with Ayana Van Zandt. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oprah became successful because, not because, but one of her trademarks of success was amplifying the voices of others and understanding that, hey, in this game of life, if I'm the coach, I could take a Dr. Phil. I like the way he, I like his no no BS approach to uh, self-help. Huh, let me give this guy a stage. Let me put him on my platform. And that's what Tamara's doing with me. She's like, I like what this kiddo Elton is doing with this human design thing. Let me give him a voice. Let me, you get what I'm saying? That's, that is such a, when we talk about amplification and it's done in the subtlest way, like Oprah just said, hey, be you. That's what we want. And my audience will to gravitate towards that. And so I think you get, you know what I'm saying? Like that is more than anything tomorrow. That is abundance. That is a hundred percent abundance mindset because you know that what is good for somebody else will take nothing away from you.
1: Hmm.
0: Absolutely nothing.
1: And, and why I feel almost compelled to though, when mm-hmm. I meet people and I feel their energy and I know they want to be of service to help people have a better life. I, and I just, I see their light and I just want to share their light. Do you feel the same way? Like when you hear a really great song or you find a really great artist, you know, or you eat something really spectacular, you just want to, I just want to share it with people. I just want to go, oh my gosh, you have to listen to this song. It filled me with joy. And this person filled me with light. And that to me is about being a connector as well. In business, we talk about networking all the time and it's just a horrible transactional word. It's like, I'm turning up. I got something I want to flog to you. You got something you want to flog to me. There's nothing about it is intentional and showing up and serving. But if you just show up with the intention of, I'm going to help and connect people in the room with as many other people, which has nothing to do with my personal gain, but instead helps them in business. I show up all the time and all I want to do is connect. I go, I know somebody who could help you with that. Or actually I'm in that store. Let me let me connect you with the head of Nordstrom. Or, you know, just little things like that fill me with such happiness. And it's just amazing um, how that serves. And grows business more than being a networker, for example.
0: In human design, and you have this trait, and I believe Oprah has it too. Yep. Both of you guys are well, you're a four-six, and Oprah's a two, four. And that is in your profile. So just a quick and dirty. <laughs> the, the four. <laughs> so the four, so there's there's six different hexagrams. I'm not gonna go too deep, but it's one, two, three, four, five, six. And if you have a four in your profile, so that means you are a two, four, a four, one, a one, four, or a four, six. Like Oprah's a uh, two, four, and tomorrow's a four, six. What that four means is that is actually the line of the networker. It's the line of the opportunist. But we think of these negative connotations to those words. And what we find is that When you think about the word opportunist, this is a person that looks for the opportunity for everybody. They're like, what's this opportunity? Yeah, I'm going to see the opportunity in everything. Like tomorrow, tomorrow, every time we talk, tomorrow sees the opportunity in everything. (laughs) I'm talking about from a wine of glass. I mean, a glass of wine (laughs) to (laughs) a business deal. (laughs) Um... To a sunset. So to a sunset. (laughs) Human design really helps us to reshape these words. And also with network, with the word network, that four line means network opportunist. It is also opportunity to understand that your networks are built from the intimacy. So with Tamara, it's not about the small talk or the chit chat or the whatever. It's going deep. Oprah goes deep. Like you're, you go have a conversation with Oprah, you're going deep. You're not talking about the weather you're talking about (laughs) the the matters of the soul.
1: How to weather the storm,
0: (laughs) how to weather the storm, how to weather that. So those are just two things. So I really want people to understand from the deepest place, like when you have an open center, that's an opportunity for so much just wisdom and a lot of wealth. Uh, just really quick, a little quick story about me. I have a completely open identity center. So that's the center for love and direction. And that's the center, that's the seat of the soul. So I have no definition, uh, completely open. And you know what that helps? I had a 12 year career as a photographer and I've photographed every celebrity you could think of and work with every company you could think of. And what happens is when I see people, when I photograph people, I only see the beauty in every single person. And that's what my open identity center helped in my career, because I, I see somebody I literally don't judge anyone. Hmm. You get what I'm saying? So you see how like the open centers can be yeah. it, it, because I can't judge you. I can't look at you and say, hey, Tamara, get comfortable. I have to make you feel comfortable and then you become comfortable and then there's this beautiful synergy of love and light so i just want people to really i could talk about open centers forever but i just want people to understand that that does not mean that you can't speak or you can uh have ego or you can't think it just means that that is like really where a lot of your profit will come from when it comes to business if you're in alignment
1: i got one more question about oprah which is what she's probably most famous for is you get a car and you get a car. <laughs> you know how she's quite, like, that's almost her fandom, right?
0: Generosity.
1: Her generosity. Which gate is that?
0: So I would say Oprah's generosity, it goes back to, I would say, hmm, a lot of the, oh, you know what? You know what it's from? Let's talk about it. This is actually in alignment. I, I think it's
1: really interesting that she... She came up with that. Like, she's again, no scarcity. It's not like one person in this whole place is going to get a car. I want all of you to go home happy and feel like you're winning because I believe in every <clears throat> single one of you. And I want to make every single one of you happy today. Like, so, I love that.
0: So, this is very important. And this is a good thing to end on with Oprah. So, when you think about looking for using your human design for business, I, I always say, look at your. Your personality sun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That'll be your purpose. Then I say, look at your open centers because those are your profit centers. Those are how you can help people and amplify people and all those other things. But the, I would say the third most important thing, and this is where Oprah can really master life, is your mercury. So we all heard about mercury being in retrograde. Mercury is all about communication. So some of the biggest businesses in the world have astrologers that tell them, Hey, Mercury is literally in retrograde. Don't make this business deal right now. Like, if you notice contracts
1: during Mercury in retrograde, you
0: you don't do it. It's it's like literally like, and, and so I want people that are listening to understand that this is a real thing. Like it is a real thing. And so if you look at your chart, about five, six planets down you will see your Mercury. Hmm. And so one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. And it looks like a little horn. It has like a little horn. It looks like a little circle and a cross. You'll see it. And when you see the Mercury, we see that Oprah has a Mercury in her 49th gate. The 49th gate is in her emotional center. So Oprah has a communication style of emotions. So if you look, your your Mercury can be in a ton of different places. Like for instance, Tamara, your Mercury is 34.6. You have, your Mercury is actually the gate of power in your sacral center. So, <laughs> so- and what
1: do I do? I mentor people to step into their power and use their business as a force for good
0: exactly Tamara has a voice of empowerment literally <laughs> literally so when you think about opening this
1: stuff it's all BS, it, right? <laughs> it's, right? it's right it can't this
0: can't be true get out of here and so the thing about the um the 49th gate it's the gate of principles it's in her solar plexus like we talked about earlier and her solar plex her emotional voice is all about the principles of the greater good. It's also called the gate of the revolutionary. And people with this gate are thinking of the big picture emotionally. So she speaks from a place of like, okay, something's wrong here. How do we make it right? Let's all do this together. Let's all join together and make this right. Does that not sound like Oprah's voice? Is that oh my not gosh. exactly okay. Jump on the couch
1: and shout it from the rooftops,
0: Tom. (laughs) Everybody in this audience is getting something because I know all of you don't have cars. So I'm going to make sure that when I use my voice, Mm. even though I don't have a, even though I have an undefined throat chakra, when I use my voice, this is the cosmic voice. This is the voice of your purpose. This is the voice that the universe gave you to speak from. And it's going to be all over the different body parts. So as for my business people, if you really get in alignment with this voice, it is key to unlocking the billionaire in you. And the great part about this, this is my little last little bragging thing. Me and Oprah have the exact same Mercury, which is a 49.1, which is that revolutionary voice. So you get <laughs> when, when I get when I get in alignment. So that's my new thing now. It is how do I use my voice? Honestly, like I'm designed to use my voice to how Oprah use hers, because that will be me being in alignment. And so when I did my research on Oprah, I said, oh boy, I got some big shoes to fill, but I'm ready for it.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. You know what? Uh, You are absolutely worthy of it too. And that's the thing is, I, a lot of people that I meet who have these rare qualities that are destined to impact others through their voice and communication don't want to do it. And that was one of our original conversations. You didn't want to step into that light. Uh, So, you know, being very aware of your gifts and being grateful for them versus also having that next step to step into your light takes a lot of courage. So Oprah had a lot of courage to do it as a black woman from Mm -hmm. not only family, In an industry where everyone was saying you do not belong, she did it anyway. So, I mean, where does the courage come from for that? And how do you then look at that in order to follow suit so that you can step in and and, and utilize the same gate that she has? There must be something in Oprah's chart that drove her when everyone was saying you can't. She was like, you can beyond abundance. Where does that courage come from?
0: We can go into the channels too. I would tell everybody to look at their channels. And Oprah has a, a ton of really powerful channels. So she has the channel that goes from 61 to 24. So this is all about the crown chakra. This is 61 is such, to me, it's the most magical gate in human design. And 61 to 24, it's called the channel of awareness. Now, the thing about that is, This is a direct connection to the higher consciousness, the higher self. It's called the gate of inner mystery. Uh, Sometimes in in the gene keys, which people should really get into, it's called the holiest of holies. It's the holy door. Basically, it's the direct connection to you being a channel from that higher source and then allowing it to work through you and to give it away to other people. So even even when Oprah was dead broke, she grew up in poverty. When you have this kind of energy, when you have this kind of channel, you just know. You just have a knowing that, hey, something in me is telling me, and actually something that's outside of me is telling me that I have a greater purpose here on Earth. And I think Oprah really listened to that. The other channel that she has that's very, very powerful is in the sacral chakra. So remember, the sacral chakra is what makes Oprah a generator. All my generators, we have defined sacrals. She has a channel that goes from 34, which is the channel of power, which is your voice, Tamara, and it goes to 57, which is in the spleen. This is the channel of power. It is about intuitive power. It's about instinctual power. It's the power of us being the archetype of whatever it is that we do. And so if you have the 3457 channel, whatever you decide to do, it is number one, it has to be something that you love because this is a highly individual gate, And so the people that have this energy, you're just meant to be an individual and be abroad and showing people your individuality. And what ended up happening is, you become the archetype of whatever you do. So think about it. Oprah became the archetype of a talk show host. Mm. Now she's the archetype of a female billionaire. Now she has a network, the archetype of of a network owner. So this energy is really, really great. And there's another little cheek. See, I can go so deep into this. If you, even though I said it's a very individual energy, if you have this coupled with the gate 32, which Oprah does as well, then it turns into an energy for everybody. So a couple little things Oprah has going on. And she also has 49 and 19, which is the channel of wanting. So this is very deep channel. This is probably what makes her like that deep networker. This 49 to 19 from the root center to the emotional center. So this is the channel that actually is about capitalism but it's capitalism for the tribe and the greater good. So there's a ton of parts in Oprah's channels and we each have different channels that kind of, they're almost like the steering wheels to to the car that we are. Like if, if, if our human design is a car, your channels are kind of like, you grip onto those and you're like, okay, I'm gonna go left using my channel of power and then I'm gonna go right using my channel of awareness. So
1: love it. Or oh, up or oh, down. Or
0: up or down, it's a plane, vehicle could be anything.
1: (laughs) It's all just energy. Well, you know, what's interesting is that um, Oprah openly shares that she really tapped into her spirituality as a very young age. She didn't know what it was, but she became very aware of it. So let's end on this beautiful quote from her. I mean, there's so many, but this one is in relation to spirituality. And she says, it isn't until you come to a spiritual understanding of who you are not necessarily a religious feeling, but deep down the spirit within that you can begin to take control. And I think she mastered that young. She's been here before. Uh, she she is wise. She is uh, kind. She's generous. She's abundant. And the world needs more leaders like her, more now than ever before. And I love that people have her as a source of energy and inspiration and a place to belong so that they can step into their light because, uh, you know, that everybody has light, everybody has a seed of potentiality, and I hope we've encouraged you to figure out what that is, is just tap into it. And and go share it and come go and become what you put on this planet to do, because it will um, lead to much more happiness than a billion dollars in your bank account. So, but thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, my love. That was so much fun.
0: Yes, this <laughs> I is love like bringing it
1: back. It is so great. <laughs> this is
0: uh, thank you for pulling this out of me. I couldn't have done this without you.
1: Oh, we make a great team. And now you've shared it with the world and you're impacting people every day by your beautiful, beautiful soul. So, thank you so much for sharing your gift with us today and a little insight into Oprah so that we can all go away knowing that there's something about Oprah and all of us. Go figure out your human design chart, reach out to Elton if you'd like help with that, and become part of our community. We're just on this journey, not a destination to create greatness in the world through business, through your seed of potentiality, through your purpose. So we can all prosper and we can all show up in purpose through our lives. So prosperity and purpose. Amen. Good night. Good evening, wherever you are. See you at the next episode. Thank you, Elton.
0: Thank you so much, Tamara. Have a great evening.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs)